of the Titans, the Mount Rushmore of players we all know the names of. Tom Brady, Peyton Manning, Aaron Rodgers. Then there are the Giants hoping to join this group. Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen, Lamar Jackson. Nonetheless, you can't forget about these new guys hoping to dethrone everything those that came before them created and blaze their own trail into NFL history. Joe Burrow, Justin Herbert, Mac Jones. Men that won't let you forget who they are. And if you do, they'll be more than happy to remind you. This is the show where we'll talk about all those legacies and so much more. We'll follow these storylines from the beginning of the season all the way to the climax of the Super Bowl. We'll see giants fall and watch new men who you never expected to take over stand tall. Through adversity and victory, the NFL has it all. We will cover every minute of it here. No buts about it. You ever just take a nap that is so good and it's usually it's the short ones that feel the best. I just took a 30 minute nap that was the best sleep I've gotten in my life. Felt like I got like eight hours of sleep and I dreamt of football. So like that was fantastic, but uh, let's get into it. So this idea for this podcast started after I saw a video on Instagram saying this guy, he, he didn't think that the Seahawks were going to win a single game this season. He said the Seahawks are going 0-17, and 17, and he knew it was a hot take, but he thought it was something that was definitely going to happen. And I started thinking to myself, I said, I don't think the Seahawks are that bad. I know they're probably not going to be a team a lot of people are looking at as playoff contenders, but I don't think that they're that bad. And so um, I, I did some thinking, and I realized that the Seahawks have a lot in common with the New York Jets. And I, to my knowledge, I am the only one who has made this connection. I'm not pulling this from somewhere else and I'm not using someone else's list this is list of four things they have in common that I put together and we're going to elaborate on it and then obviously uh, I have three differences three things that I think are important to also look at so let's uh, just start by saying the Seahawks last season with Russell Wilson and mind you, Russell Wilson did get hurt, but they're not going to have him at all this season. So the Seahawks last season went 7-10. and And the Jets last season went 4-13. and So uh, Seahawks obviously lost Russell Wilson. I think that's why everyone is so down on them. They also lost Bobby Wagner, who is now an L.A. Ram. So... I think that both of these teams are probably going to be in the same position in their divisions, but I'm actually a lot higher on the New York Jets than I am the Seattle Seahawks. And we've talked about both of these teams in previous episodes. I think the Seahawks need to go in for Baker. That's not what we're talking about. So, starting out with the similarities. The New York Jets and the Seattle Seahawks both currently have a young quarterback who is likely to be the starter. The New York Jets drafted Zach Wilson second overall last uh, 
two year two years ago because we just had the last draft, so two drafts ago. He's going into his second year. Last season, he finished with a uh, 28.2 quarterback rating and threw nine touchdowns and 11 interceptions. Not a great stat line, but he is a rookie, and I personally think that he showed improvement as the season went on. I don't think all of those interceptions were his fault. I think that Zach Wilson has the ability now he can kind of go back and look at what he did wrong and hopefully grow from that. If he doesn't grow from that, that's a different story. Seahawks have Drew Locke. They also have Geno Smith, but for sake of argument, we're going to assume the guy they got in the Russell Wilson trade, Drew Locke, will be their starter. So, Drew Locke is also a young quarterback, 2019 draft pick. He This is pulling from 2020 when he started for the Denver Broncos. He started in, I believe, this 13 games. He had a 41.2 quarterback rating. And for those of you who don't know, uh, this is out of 100, and 50 is considered an average quarterback. So both of these guys are under, they're below average. Uh, Obviously, Drew Locke's a lot closer with 41 than Zach Wilson is with 28. That's a horrible quarterback rating. But it, it's he's a rookie. I, I, I'm high on Zach Wilson. I think he's going to get it done. Uh, Zach Wilson threw the nine touchdowns. Drew Locke threw 16 touchdowns, but he also threw 15 interceptions. So he, he almost went completely 50-50 on touchdowns to interceptions. Not great numbers. Both of these guys, I think, will still be given an honest chance, a fair chance. Zach Wilson definitely should be. It's only his second season. They're doing some rebuilding with the New York Jets, and I think that they will continue to give Zach Wilson the ball this season so long as he keeps them contenders in these games. Second was... I think both of these teams have a lot of run game potential. So the New York Jets have Brees Hall, who's going to be a rookie this upcoming season. Then last season they had a rookie named Michael Carter, who really, I feel, went kind of unnoticed. And I think the reason that I remember him so much is because when they played the Bengals, Michael Carter just kind of tore that de- the Bengals' defense apart. A defense that had already seen Dalvin Cook, uh, Derrick Henry the year before. We, we'd played against good running backs. And so I was like, oh, this rookie, Michael Carter, we're not, we don't even have to worry about it. Zach Wilson's out. This is a for sure win, I thought. We ended up losing that game. But, yeah, Michael Carter and Brees Hall, I think, have a ton of potential in the run game. And I think... They're going to have a dynamic similar to Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt with the Cleveland Browns. It's a really good setup they've got going on right now. I haven't seen a lot of Brees Hall. I don't watch a lot of college football. But from what I've read and heard regarding his analytics, he's definitely someone to keep an eye on if you like the running game. I know that I have seen Michael Carter, and he was my favorite part of watching the Jets last season when Stan the Jet fan made me watch the Jets games. But uh, 
yeah. Michael Carter is a dude who I think is underappreciated. Brees Hall is being talked a lot about. Is being talked about a lot. Okay, so run game potential with the Jets is definitely there. Second is the Seahawks. I think that they also have some run game potential. So the Seattle Seahawks have Rashad Penny, who we've talked about on the show before. Last season, he kind of went underappreciated. He got those 800 yards and six touchdowns. But uh, he's obviously not your great greatest running back of all time. But he does have that potential to be a huge part of the game. The other thing is Chris Carson, who is currently listed as the Seahawks' third string, most likely because he is still on the injury report, I believe. And uh, he, when he was healthy last season, got 232 yards before getting injured. And Kenneth Walker III is a guy who they drafted. He's their second string. We don't know what we're going to see out of him. Played for Michigan State, won some awards with Michigan State. Um, He was a dude when I watched what little of Michigan State I did. Uh, Let me pull up his stats real quick from college. So Kenneth Walker III's college stats, the year before he graduated, his only year at Michigan State as well, he had 263 uh, attempts and 1,636 yards, 18 touchdowns. So obviously college is different from the NFL, different type of playing style, different game players are younger, but 1,636 yards is a lot. 18 touchdowns is a lot for a running back. Those are not numbers to be overlooked. If he's healthy this season, I think that the Seahawks could have a very dominant run game, and I think it's going to be their primary way of playing because Drew Locke isn't going to be that guy right now. It doesn't seem at least. I mean, he's fighting with Geno Smith for the starting position. Geno Smith's actually listed as the starter on their depth chart, but... I think that either way, Geno Smith or Drew Locke, with Kenneth Walker III there and Rashad Penny both being your running backs, I think you're going to want a stronger run game going in, and that is what they're going to be working on this season. You also have the veteran Chris Carson in there to help people, even though he's not healthy. Uh, I think the Seahawks could do a Tennessee Titans type offense where they primarily rely on the run game instead of primarily relying on the quarterback that's not what i think the jets are going to do i think the jets are probably still going to have a pass first offense especially with garrett wilson out of ohio state coming in with uh i believe he was like the 10th pick in the first round so definitely expect the jets to still have a strong for uh passing offense but i think that both teams are going to increase their run game more than we saw last season. Finally, something that I thought was interesting because this doesn't really have anything to do with the teams themselves, but it can show us what these teams are playing like is 
both of these teams have the best team in their conference in their division. So both of these teams are going to be playing two really good teams twice a week. The New York Jets are in the same division. I said twice a week. Obviously, I meant twice a season. I did not mean twice a week. That would suck. Um, No. So, the Buffalo Bills are in the same division as the Jets. The Buffalo Bills are considered the best team in the league and definitely the best team in the AFC. They have been the last couple of years. They've just, for whatever reason, struggled in the playoffs, usually against Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs. But, nonetheless, this regular season, the Jets will be playing the Buffalo Bills twice. And I think it will really give us a strong indicator of how these Jets are improving throughout the season based on how Zach Wilson leads his team against Josh Allen and the Bills. Because Sean McDermott and Josh Allen have created what could become another amazing coach-quarterback relationship that wins championships. It hasn't yet, but Josh Allen is still young, still fairly young, 2018 rookie. So that could be the team to beat this year. I have no idea. Last season they were. They just, like I said, fizzled out a bit in the playoffs. But if the Jets manage to win one of those games, I'd say it is an absolute win for this season when you went 4-13 and last season. I think if you can beat the Buffalo Bills and you're the New York Jets, that's going to be a win for your fan base. That's going to be a win for the team. So, New York Jets fans, I hope you guys are able to beat the Bills at least once this season because I want to see good football. I want to see happy fans. And I want to see uh, competitive football in every division, including the AFC East. Okay, so... Seattle Seahawks, they have the L.A. Rams in their division. L.A. Rams won the Super Bowl this past year. Obviously, that is a great team if you're able to win the Super Bowl. They have once again formed another super team. They kept Matthew Stafford. They've still got Cooper Cup. They've still got uh, Aaron Donald. Sean McVay is a genius at coach. The L.A. Rams are going to show us how bad the Seattle Seahawks really are. Because if they, they're saying they're not rebuilding. The Seattle Seahawks have come out time and time again, mainly Pete Carroll, and said, we are not rebuilding. They still have D.K. Metcalf right now. They never traded him. Tyler Lockett still on the team. So we will see how much of an effect Russell Wilson and Bobby Wagner had on the team because they're going to play the LA Rams twice this season and they've got to be able to at least remain competitive. I don't think that they have to beat them because yes, they lost Russell Wilson. Obviously that's going to have an effect on them. Drew Locke and Geno Smith both aren't Russell Wilson. Everyone knows that nobody is claiming that. So if the Seahawks though are able to remain competitive Maybe they can make an argument that they're not rebuilding. However, I think what's inevitably going to happen is the Seattle Seahawks are going to go in to play the LA Rams 
and they are just going to obliterate the Seahawks because the Seahawks don't have a team. I mean, they they keep saying they're not rebuilding, but in reality they are because they have Drew Locker, Geno Smith, and so then you're throwing against Jalen Ramsey, and if you want to run it, you have to go through Aaron Donald. I just don't see where the Seahawks win, and I think it's really going to be a reality check for them when they play the LA Rams. I think it's much more likely the New York Jets split their games with the Buffalo Bills than the Seahawks win a single game against the LA Rams. That's my opinion. Maybe it's a hot take. I don't think that it is that hot of a take just because the LA Rams are so freaking good that I would be worried about them if I were the Seahawks, but hey... I guess if you think you're not rebuilding, you think you're not rebuilding. So we'll see. See what happens. They're going to play twice this season, as they always do. But I think that the LA Rams will become the reality check that the Seattle Seahawks need. Okay, so now going into some differences. We talked about Drew Locke and Zach Wilson, how they're both young quarterbacks. Uh, I don't think Zach Wilson is going to be one and done, though. I don't think that the Jets are going to move on from him super quickly because he's shown some promise already. Obviously, his stats don't show that. We talked about that. But I think that he's shown good improvement as a quarterback and as a player. And he has also uh, shown a willingness to want to win. So I think if Zach Wilson is able to get the team to seven or eight wins, he will probably still be the starting quarterback next season because that's what they need right now, in my opinion. Uh, They're not going to get the playoffs likely. I'd like to see them in the playoffs. C.J. Mosley said they're going to go to the playoffs, but I don't think that that's realistic at this point. I think they need a little bit more building, but that's where, as Drew Locke, He's he's a temporary solution. He's not even the starter on their website. Geno Smith is a starter on their website, and he's de- Geno Smith is definitely the temporary solution. There's, they're not making him the franchise guy. So I think unless the Seahawks quarterback somehow gets them into the playoffs, then the Seahawks quarterback is one and done no matter what, because the he's just a temporary filler for Russell Wilson even if they're saying that they aren't rebuilding. So Zach Wilson probably has this year and next year to prove that he's the franchise guy, unless he completely just, they go zero and 17. As long as Zach Wilson continues to show improvement, he'll be the starter in two years. So uh, the other difference is I think the Jets have a much more promising defense, which is important Because the less points your defense allows, the less points you have to put on the board to win as an offense. So the Jets have Sauce Gardner, who people have said might be the best player coming out of this draft. I think he said that too. My concern with Sauce is I think he might have put a target on his back when he said that. And these wide receivers are going to be all over that. But... uh, that's okay. C.J. Mosley is another great player, and he 
is going to be out there hopefully ball hawking. And I, I just I don't see anyone on the Seahawks who I think is going to be dominant on defense now that Bobby Wagner's gone. Um, I think that the Seahawks are going to have a lot of trouble maintaining low points allowed. And that's going to cause them to lose a lot of games. Not necessarily bad offensive play, but bad defensive play is going to be what loses the Seahawks games. Because when you start allowing more than about 30 points, that's when you start losing games a lot because it's really hard to put up more than 30 points as an offensive player or as an offense unless both teams are just having a really good night. So I think the Jets have a more promising defense, and that's why I'm higher on the Jets as well because it's less work for the offense to do to win games. Um, This one's actually – this last difference – is in favor of the Seahawks, though. Pete Carroll is a much more experienced coach than Bob Sala, than Robert Sala. Uh, Pete Carroll has been to two or three Super Bowls in the last decade. So he's won a Super Bowl. He's the oldest coach in the league. Yes, he is older than Bill Belichick. You can fact check me because I'm 100% certain on that one. And maybe Pete Carroll sees something in these guys, in these quarterbacks, in these players that we're not seeing yet. Maybe he sees potential in Drew Locke. Maybe he's able to get something out of Drew Locke or Geno Smith that is going to help them remain competitive. And maybe they will end up beating the LA Rams. But really, that's the only thing the Seahawks got going for them right now. Um, If they get that run game going... Maybe that that can take some of the weight off of the passing game. But right now, as it stands, the only thing that the Seahawks have going for them is DK Metcalf, who wants a trade, Tyler Lockett, and Pete Carroll. I, I think that between these two teams that do have a lot of similarities, as we've talked about, the New York Jets are the better football team. And they are going to be more competitive in their division. They might not win a lot, but I think that they're going to be competitive and at least have close games to where they'll be covering the spread at least. They're not going to have a bunch of blowout games. They're going to have a lot of games that are within seven points of each other. That's just what I'm seeing right now looking at stuff for the New York Jets. Seahawks, I think, are much more likely to have a lot more of those blowout games because they don't have the defense to keep the score low and those offenses are just going to keep running up the score until it's 30 or 30 or more difference most likely until they feel safe so um that's that's my opinion today no buts about it uh new york jets are the team out of those two if they play i'm not sure that they do meet up this season though though that would be interesting um let me check that real quick they do play the New York Jets play against the Seattle Seahawks in Seattle on January 1st, 2023 at 4.05 p.m. So, we will see on the first day of 2023 whether or not I was right. So, that is something we can look forward to in six months was... No buts about it. Prediction about the Jets and the Seahawks, correct? I think the Jets are going to win that game. So I got them going at least 1-16 in 16 this season. So that's the end of today's show. Hope everyone has a great day. 
and I hope you enjoyed this. If you did enjoy this, share it with someone. Uh, if you share it with someone, then eventually, hopefully, we can get sponsors. And if we get sponsors, then I can buy better equipment because currently I'm recording on a shattered laptop. So when we get better equipment, we get better audio. And the more we get out there, the better people that we can have on here maybe. Maybe have some people come on the show. That'd be pretty cool. So, uh, yeah, share the show. Um, send me advice, critiques. Please, all nice stuff. Don't make me cry. And uh, hope everyone has a great day out there. If you want to contact us, go onto the Instagram, no butts underscore show. That's no B U T T S underscore show. Hope everyone has a great day. Go do something nice for everyone.